You're listening to the last session of the day with the Psych Guys. Hey everyone, welcome back to the last session of the day with the Psych Guys. I am Timothy Meyer, joined as always with Dr. Lukin. Uh, today we opened up a conversation about anxiety of, uh, in the pandemic. Uh, we had a little bit of a back and forth about uh, the utility of anxiety and maybe what it should look like when it, when it comes to regulating it. Um, I know I enjoyed this conversation and I hope you guys do too. Hey Tim, I was just reading an article recently uh, about anxiety and how people feel anxious during the pandemic. And just like after reading it, it was all about decreasing anxiety, decreasing being hypervigilant. Uh, and then I just kind of stopped for a second and I had some uh, other thoughts about how to manage anxiety during a pandemic and just in general, but I wanted to hear kind of what your thoughts are. I'm, I'm sure you probably came across similar articles when you're kind of perusing mm -hmm. the, uh, the news. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, during this pandemic, everyone's anxiety is, is higher than normal. Right. You know, I, I feel like we, we all listen to the news and like, it, it's always something on our mind and, and yeah, I mean, for sure, I think, I think just about everyone would benefit from some anxiety reduction technique. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I do. It's just like, you know, the thing that was coming to me when I was reading is like, it was all about reduction, getting rid of it. It almost sounded like, I mean, I, again, uh, the way I took it, the article suggested that anxiety is bad, uh, or at least mm -hmm. reading it, I kind of got the sense anxiety is bad and you need to do these things to almost like get rid of anxiety. He didn't really specifically say get rid of, but like there was a lot about how not good it is and how people shouldn't feel panicked or stressed or anxious during this time and, and things to do to reduce it. You know, again, it wasn't specifically stated, but I got the subtle indication about that it's uh, trying to suggest that it's negative. And I just have, I guess, my view on anxiety, um, you know, potential is a little different, especially during this time. Um, <clears throat> do you, do, what, what are your thoughts? Do you, would you agree that all anxiety all the time has to be eliminated or kind of, where do you stand on that? Well, I, I wouldn't say that all anxiety needs to be eliminated, but I would say like, kind of the way that I'm thinking about it is, is, is more so than not, right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, a big part of the way that I think about it is, you know, I, our brain hasn't changed for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So, you know, I, our brain is really set up to work extremely well during like caveman times. Right. Right. So um, if you open up a, a skull from, if you look at a brain from someone years and years and years and years ago, and you open up my skull, um, it'll look like the same brain. It, 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 it functions basically the same way. Um, and so I think that the differences from all those years ago to now, mm -hmm. right? So like if we're thinking about where anxiety comes from, it's sort of like threats and stress and danger. Well, if you think about how much that has changed over thousands of years, you know, our stressors and our threats, they're so much different. Mm -hmm. you know, we're, mm -hmm. we're, we're sort of constantly bombarded by things that make us feel unsafe, feel threatened, right? That could be going to a job interview or listening to the news or anything right. like that. So, you know, our, our brain is really under a constant state of anxiety and stress, almost the same way that a caveman would be afraid of the saber-toothed tiger that's running after him. So because, 
you know, because I, I, I think the, the feeling exists the same way. It still happens the same way in our body and our circumstances have changed so much. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, everyone really needs to be doing a whole lot to manage their anxiety, especially during a, a, a super triggering time like a pandemic. Right, right. No, I, I hear that. I, I guess the flip side on that is that we don't want to be complacent either. You know, being anxious about something or feeling fright or fear is also an indication to mobilize, you know, going back to kind of what you just said, something just come, comes to me. If you're in the forest by yourself at nighttime and the, and, and there's uh, some bigger animals out there, you know, the fear that you experience is, 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 is needed to mobilize, to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, you know, given COVID-19 and everything that's going on, there's a level of just being aware. Uh, there's a level of using the fear to be able to kind of make effective decisions in terms of what you do uh, during the, this time. Uh, I, I guess my my beef with the article was uh, th- there was a, a, a simple way to kind of take away. OK, so as, as, as a I don't know, as, as a consumer of information, it was easy to go, to take away that. OK, so my job is to like eliminate it. It almost feel like at peace. During a tumultuous time, and and just I just just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, I guess, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in terms of seeing anxiety that 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 simplistically. Yeah, and I I do hear what you're saying, but you know, I, I I'm I'm thinking right like, you know, you're in uh, you know a caveman is in the woods, mm-hmm. he sees a bear, mm-hmm. you know his his anxiety flips on his fight flight response kicks in, sure. And that anxiety serves a great purpose. And then he's able to fight the bear or he's able to run away. And then the threat is gone. Right. 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 I'm thinking that's how that that's really how our brains are, are supposed to sort of handle threats. Like there's, they're, they're supposed to be, or, or, or anxiety functions. I feel like, like when there's like a resolution mm-hmm. to the, the trigger, but with this, with this pandemic, right? Like, it's like every single day, every time that you turn on the radio, every time that you see anything, it's like it's like another thing, another thing, another thing. So now I, I hear what you're saying, right? Like like it is useful. It it does cause us to um, you know make the right steps and, and and do the right thing on a on a daily basis. But I think like the the level of triggering that we're mm-hmm. all subjected to from from media and everything, it's. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think that we're, we're not exactly wired for this. Like, like, we, like we aren't wired for 2021. And I think that's why so many people are having so much difficulties. And, and that's why I think that there's, there's a bajillion articles now about, right. you know, like how to manage stress and anxiety. Um, and uh, no, no. I, and I, I hear you that as, as you're speaking, I mean, you're right. Like there, there's a potential when that um, fear uh, spikes, then, you know, and it kind of hits our prefrontal cortex where we start making decisions. If it's too high, uh, mm-hmm. then we can make an extreme decision by not leaving our house or our apartment, you mm-hmm. know, taking unnecessary precaution by not engaging with anybody, right? So I, I kind of see what you're saying with, like, if it's too high, then it's just, then it becomes unproductive. And then all mm-hmm. you're doing is you're making it kind of worse for yourself. I guess I was thinking more of the other side, but what if you don't mobilize enough and you don't really take that uh, adrenaline, that anxiety, that fear seriously, uh, <clears throat> where you're just not acting effectively on the other end? It's sort of like almost like okay, going back to the to the bear in the woods example. It's almost like seeing the bear, but kind of saying like, meh, 
maybe he'll pass by and not eat me while a bear who's seeing a human and, and is hungry is probably going to attack saying like, nah, probably not. I'm, I'm not sure that that's the most effective way to deal with that in that moment. So I guess, you know, like to, to figure out, it's almost like I'm thinking like a thermometer, right? Like it's like your temperature's too low or your temperature's too high. And like, how the hell do you get it right in that like sort of middle where you kind of feel it? not too anxious, but not, not like no anxiety, but not too much anxiety, but just like right amount of anxiety so that you could mobilize when needed, but not overreact either. I just feel like it's a, yeah, it's, it's just a difficult place to be consistently. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hard, right? Like I feel like, like in my experience and in, in speaking with folks, mm-hmm. like in the, in the beginning, the anxiety was, th- was, was like through the roof. Right. right. And like, and like everyone was just panicked all the time. And then I don't know, as, as, as things change a little bit, or maybe people do a whole lot to regulate their anxiety or, or maybe they're just getting used to it. I don't know. Who knows? Um, I think that the opposite could be true. Like, Hey, maybe we should keep our eye on this thing and still have like a little bit of, or, or a healthy dose of this anxiety that keeps us safe. You know what I mean? So, so, so I do hear what you're saying when it's sort of like, you know, I don't think that we should be getting rid of all of this anxiety. Right. Um, but, uh, and then I also think that our brains are really just not wired for this. Yeah. I wonder now that we're talking about like, you know, there's obviously, for instance, to use temperature as an example, there's a part of our brain that does that for us, right? We're relatively comfortable, at least temperature wise, most of the time. And I guess the difficulty that this poses is that the part of to regulate that level of anxiety and fear is really up to us. And it's not a, it's not an easy thing to do. I guess I'm focusing more on under-regulating. Uh, I mean, over-regulating the anxiety, mm-hmm. meaning feeling too low. It, 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 yeah, I hear what you're saying. And you're saying like, well, if it's too much, then it's also not productive. And like the job is to kind of figure out how to get to that sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think to your point, right, like there are a lot of like things out there that that sort of say uh maybe not 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 super like n- not directly but like we shouldn't be feeling certain feelings mm. you know and and uh you know like all feelings are bad and like you have right. to do anything and everything to to fix them um i think i think that's a point of of, of where you're getting at and and i think that it, it, it needs to be a well kind of going back to what i was saying you know i i, I find it super useful to be able to kind of like understand the feeling and sort of like, like why it's there kind of like going back to that, you know, caveman brain fight, fight, Mm -hmm. freeze, like that, that, that sort of thing. I think, I think like understanding sort of why it's there and how it functions and what it does. I think that gives a whole lot of insight where we're sort of able to like understand like, yeah, I'm having a super duper strong feeling for this reason. I feel like I'm constantly under, under threat. And yes, I can do things to, uh, mitigate it and manage that feeling. Mm. And also, um, I'm understanding that it's, that it's simply a feeling right. and I don't, right. and, and I don't need to be fixing every single feeling that I feel. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, the, I, I, I really like that because, um, I knowing where the anxiety comes from, kind of understanding that almost like the biological nature behind it will, will, I hopefully will make it easier uh, to kind of manage it in the moment. Uh, there's actually a great book that I was kind of thinking about when you're speaking by Robert Leahy, I think it's called anxiety free. And it really takes you through mm. different types of anxieties, like social anxiety, generalized anxiety, PTSD and such, and, and kind of traces back to the uh, evolutionary purpose 
of, of mm. each one of those and, and then sort of shows how it can be used effectively and productively versus how it could you just kind of spiral out of control, if you will, and, and, and create dysfunction. So just kind of something that came to mind when you were speaking. Yeah, and, and, and I think I'm kind of reiterating the point that I just said, but um, I think that there needs to be a little bit of a balance. Like, like we understand where it's coming from and why, and then we do things to regulate that emotion. And also we're not uh, uh, trying to get to the point where we're happy all the time or right. we're never anxious because that's just, um, it, it doesn't exist. It, it isn't true. And I feel like, I don't know, maybe like a lot of like self-help sort, sort, sort of things are just always pushing people to that point of like, hey, you need to be happy all the time. Right, right, right. No, I agree. Like, I, but I guess here's the million dollar question. Like, well, how do we, if, if a person is sort of stuck in over-regulating or under-regulating fear, like how do they get to this, to this sweet spot of like, not too much, not too little, like, how do we, how, how does a person like, like do that? Do you, I mean, the one thing that comes to mind is maybe start with a thought record just to kind of put your thoughts and feelings on paper so that you could gain a little bit of distance. But other than that, like we we're always fused with how mm -hmm. we think and feel, right? Like it's, it's kind of, I mean, I, I know as clinician, that's sort of our job, but in a way, like the, the one where we're talking about, it's, it's a challenging task. Most people think and feel the same way for decades. Yeah. Yeah. Especially during this pandemic, when we have this trigger, like how do you all of a sudden take 30, 40, 50, 20, whatever years and say like, eh, too much or too little and let me like regulate it within like nine to 12 months. It's just, just, just quite a challenge. It, it, it is a challenge. And I, and, um, I think, I think people, um, how do I say it? People feel different ways about it there. I, I, I feel like there are certain people who, uh, they feel very, very anxious about it. There are certain people who do not feel very anxious about it, maybe over or under regulating. And, and, and I've heard of people kind of getting into arguments and disagreements about it, sort of like, hmm. how can you possibly be so anxious right. about this, <laughs> you know, that, that you haven't left your house in, in six months. And then on the other side of the coins, like, like, can you believe my brother-in-law yeah, right. he's, he's doing everything? Right. right. So, so it, it's, it's really interesting how, um, you know, like those differences lead to disagreements and, right. And maybe some hurt feelings when you know, like your mother-in-law, what will you come over to the house or something like that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so true. If you if you see those arguments and those kind of disagreements through the lens of like just perception of fear, then all of a sudden, kind of makes more more sense, right? Like I'm under this, I'm over that, I'm okay going anywhere without this, and I'm not okay leaving at all about that. And and then you can just kind of see, well, it's just how you perceive this this particular quote unquote threatful trigger, right? Like, so it depends on how you see it. That's how you're going to act. Yeah. And so I, I, I guess that's my very vague, unclear way of answering your question from before right. sort of like, like what, what's the right like level? Well, I, I mean, I think it's very different for, for everyone. You know, a lot of people would argue that people are over-regulating. A lot of people would uh, argue that people are under-regulating. Um, uh, uh, I mean, I, I guess like what I always go to is sort of like, like really looking at, you know, how much a feeling is getting in the way of mm. us sort of like living the life that we want to live, right? Like if it's, if it's, uh, if it's impacting our social or occupational functioning, mm. mm -hmm. then that usually kind of like, uh, brings up a light bulb saying like, hmm, maybe this might be a little too much or, or something needs to be done here. Um, or if we're actually, you know, 
doing things that are like very legitimately risky, like right. like actually unsafe, like like right. they're, 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 there's a degree of risk there. Um, those are a couple of maybe concrete measures that I could mm-hmm. think of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I hear that. I think one of the ways that we diagnose, right, is if there's a, a enormous amount of uh, sort of internal distress or to your point, like a functional interfering in some sort of a relationship or job or, you know, uh, romantic relationship. That's kind of one of the ways we diagnose an issue. So yeah, if a feeling is is not in that sort of somewhat of a sweet spot, then it creates dysfunction in one's person's life. And I guess, and that's a kind of a call to some of our listeners, just to kind of, if, since we're talking about anxiety, I guess I'm, I'm wondering what other people think about it. Do they have a sweet spot? Do they feel like they're under over-regulating how they feel when it comes to this? So it'd be great to hear from some of the listeners about what their thoughts are on this. Yeah, and and I feel like you and I we we land on similar points often, right? I, I yeah. you know, I, I you started off by saying, you know, I don't really think that we should be like over-regulating and doing all of these like everything self-help to manage anxiety. And then I was like, well, eh, you know, we're we're kind of set up to fail. But really, I I mean, I think the the, the truth falls in the middle. Like, you know, anxiety is both good and quote unquote bad. I guess you know what I mean. And and it's really a point of like understanding it, regulating it appropriately, utilizing it when appropriate and ensuring that, you know, like we are set up a little bit to fail and we do things to regulate it if it's getting in the way of our life. Right, right. No, it, you know, it, it's a, the, the way you were describing it, you know, for some reason, this analogy came to mind. It's sort of like uh, amount of money that we have, right? Like it's our job to hopefully use it effectively, right? Like you underuse mm. it, you overuse it, you're a spendthrift, you don't have enough, or you, 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 you're you a hoarder and you hoard and it's like too much, but you don't really need it. And then you're stressed about it. To me, it's kind of the same thing. Imagine you have like a pot of gold, right? Like that's your anxiety. Let's try to use it more effectively so it can get you to places where you want to go. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, I like that. And we can't forget that anxiety ultimately is very useful. Right. Uh, you know, it, it, it's the most core emotion to us and it's there for a reason. And so, yeah, it should be used appropriately. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this was, uh, this was really, really great. You know, it's, uh, to, to be able to see that it, it's <clears throat> the idea is to either come up to a level of anxiety or almost like reduce it to a level that's useful um, is, is definitely a useful way for me to think about it and hopefully for some of our listeners as well. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, guys, for joining uh, Sight Guys. Take care. Bye-bye. This has been the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. See you next time.